I am so proud of you for listening to this podcast today as you are making an intentional choice to not just make Easter a one-day celebration that's mostly about a fancy dress and chocolate-filled bunnies, but to make it about knowing the one we are celebrating that day, Jesus. Over the next seven weeks, we will slow down the final days of Jesus' life. We will take a peek into each of these moments so that we can know Him better. I want to teach you some common Lent practices, Bible study, fasting, Lent candles, repentance, and prayer. I will guide you through implementing each of these. Help me spread the message by sharing it with your friends and family on social media, and also by clicking the button to text this episode to them. We both know all of us struggle with how to really focus on Jesus during Easter. And it's crazy because this should be the holiday we go all in for. But I get it, we've never been shown how. My friend, that all changes with this study. We are going to do this together. This Lent study is brought to you by Online Women's Bible Study. I would love for you to join our community as we are growing even more in God's Word. And I'm giving you a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. This will be automatically applied when you sign up today. This spring, we are studying the book of James, which is the perfect complement to this final day's Lent study, because it was one of the very first letters written to the first followers of Jesus. So as you are studying the final days of Jesus' life, you will see how the first followers lived it out. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode. All right, let's get started with today's session. Our Heart with Money If you haven't already, spend some time in prayer today. Praise God. Repent of sins. Ask for others and yourself. Yield to God. Wait and listen. I love these scripture days when we simply focus on his word. I'm excited about this study for you, for all of us, for so many reasons. One of the main reasons is that I hope that at the end of it, you have a greater confidence in studying his word and walking with him in new ways. There isn't one way to follow him. There isn't one way to spend time with God. There isn't one way to study his word. There isn't one way to pray. All we know is that he does want us to do each of these things. So we make our offerings to him with our time and affection. Today, we are going to look at offerings in a different context, financial. Ugh, I know. Maybe for some of you, this isn't a hard one. Maybe finances aren't a stress for you, and that's awesome. Even so, stay open to what the Spirit might want to teach you. Today's parables are for all of us, whether destitute or rich or something in between. Question. What are your feelings towards your finances today? Question. Do you have debt? How much? Does this stress you? Question. Do you live outside your means, meaning your monthly income is less than what you spend? Question, do you tithe? How much? Question, do you give outside of your tithe? How much? Question, where does the majority of your money go, not including necessary bills? Question, any other feelings or expressions in regards to your money? Look over all those thoughts and take a moment and give them all to Jesus. Ask him to bring healing to any wrong context, thoughts, feelings, and actions you've had with money. Ask him to bring correction, hope, and freedom. He gives it, friend, always and abundantly. I promise today won't be miserable. I can't promise today will feel awesome, though. For most of it, 
us, it might feel more like the first workout after a long season of inactivity. We might be sore, but it will be a good sore. It'll be sore in a good making progress kind of a way. Read the first scripture for today, Mark 12, 13 through 17, and summarize it below. Mark 12, 13 through 17. Later, they sent some of the Pharisees and Herodians to Jesus to catch him in his words. They came to him and said, Teacher, we know that you are a man of integrity. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who they are. But you teach the way of God in accordance with truth. Is it right to pay the imperial, imperial tax to Caesar or not? Should we pay or shouldn't we? But Jesus knew their hypocrisy. Why are you trying to trap me? He asked. Bring me a denarius and let me look at it. And they brought the coin and he asked them, Whose image is is this and whose inscription? Caesar's, they replied. And then Jesus said to them, Give back to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God. And they were amazed at him. You can read other accounts of this parable in Matthew 22, 15 through 22 and Luke 20, 19 through 26. There's an entire study that could be made discussing the ways the Pharisees would try to trap Jesus. I'm going to skip past that today so we focus more on finances. However, if you feel the Spirit convicting you and urging you to dig into this concept of trapping Jesus and you think you need to focus on that instead, feel free. Prompt. Summarize Jesus' stance on finances by finishing the following from verse 17. Give to Caesar, the government, what is blank. Give to God the things that are blank. How did Jesus deduce or prove this formula? It wasn't even a complicated thing. The coin had the government's identification on it. The people lived under the rule of that government, and the government required taxes to be paid. Pretty simple. Pay those you owe money to, your government or anyone else that is entitled to have what is yours. I feel in our desire to be good stewards, we've become really greedy. Most of us are consumed by it, even if we don't realize it. On the flip side, some of us just don't care. We care more about adventure and making a difference, even if we can't pay for it. We are swiping our cards and acts of faith and piling up the debt to do what God has called us to do. Where do you tend to fall? Greedy or frivolous? Question, why did you mark the way you did? Let's look at one more story of someone far more generous than most of us have ever dared to be. Then we will wrap up with some action steps. Hang with me and know that I love you. I'm right there in the middle of this with you and in no way claim to have this beast of finances figured out yet. Let's stay open to what he wants to teach us. Prompt. Read our final parable for today in Mark 12, 41 through 44. Mark 12, 41 through 44. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor woman, a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, truly, I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she out of her poverty put in everything, all she had to live on. You can read another account of this parable in Luke 21, 1-4. Question, how were the two offerings different? Our heart is, is everything. 
Giving out of obligation or because the word encourages is good and expected. Jesus didn't rebuke those who were giving out of their abundance. Write out verse 44. Verse 44 says, They all gave out of their wealth, but she out of her poverty put in everything, all she had to live on. They gave from their excess, excess, and she gave all she had. Whoa. Question. What is everything you have? List out your assets. You don't have to put specific numbers. Just list out the things you have that are of value and list out some number you would signify what's in the bank. Question. If Jesus said to give that all up today, would you? I got sucked into the crown on Netflix recently and finished up season one in a ridiculous amount of time thanks to getting sick for a couple days. I hope I'm not ruining this show for anyone since you can find out the details on the internet easily. Spoiler alert if you keep reading this paragraph. Princess Margaret, Margaret swore she would choose love over title and wealth if the queen forced her to. However, at the end of it all, she chose the title and the wealth. I'm sure a lot more went into that choice, but it was prominent in her conversations with the queen. I know other people who have made similar sacrifices, choosing comfort over calling. The lure of money is so enticing that it can convince us that there's no other option. Prompt. List out what you give your finances to. Prompt. List out what you give your time to. Question. Do either of these things show that you are giving out of abundance to God, meaning just giving him your overflow? Or does it show that he has everything you have to give? Question. What are three practical steps you could take today to become more generous financially? Then write next to each thing how you can make that happen. You did it. I hope you don't have to talk about money again during this study. I hope we don't have to talk about money again during this study. I know it's a tender topic, but I love you too much to skip over it. Thanks for doing the hard work today to surrender your finances to the Lord. Thankfully, tomorrow is a Sabbath day. We could use some good rest after that. My prayer for you is that you would feel like you know Jesus more as we work our way through his final days. His story is the reason we celebrate on Easter Sunday because it's the thing that has totally changed our lives. I so hope this was encouraging to you. If it was, it would be so helpful if you would leave a review for this show. If it wasn't, well, you don't have to leave a review. Finally, please share this with your friends. We want to encourage as many people as we can with this free and super easy to do Lent study. And when you share about it on social media, be sure to use hashtag hearers and doers podcast and tag me at Becky Kaiser. As a reminder, if you are looking to grow in God's word and community, you get a week free to try out being a member at onlinewomensbiblestudy.com. I'll see you tomorrow with another final day's episode.